Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. That does it for our show today. A big thanks to my guests for joining the program with the holiday coming up on Monday. We will see you again on Tuesday next week here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have yourself a great weekend. Joining me on the phone here today is Mike Hussey. He's the chair of the 2024 Grand Prairie Winter Games, uh, the Alberta Winter Games coming to Grand Prairie. Uh, Mike, how are you doing here today? I'm doing real well, thanks, Ryan, and, and uh, thanks for giving us some time to talk about the games. We're pretty excited. I imagine. Uh, what does it mean uh, to bring the 2024 Winter Games to Grand Prairie? You know, it's such an exciting thing for uh, for so many people and in so many different ways. Grand Prairie is an incredible community, not just the city, but uh, the entire surrounding area in Peace Country, the, the MD of Greenview, the, the County of Grand Prairie, and all our local communities. So uh, to be able to showcase uh, the region to, to people from as far as Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, and, and further uh, is, is really exciting. Uh, I think more than, than that, though, this is an opportunity for over 2,400 youth athletes to have the experience of a lifetime. Um, so it's pretty exciting to be able to give them that. Is this the first time Grand Prairie has hosted the Alberta Winter Games? Uh, I, I don't believe so. I can't remember how far back the Winter Games might have been, but uh, in 2018 we hosted uh, most recently the Summer Games, um, the, the last Alberta Games before COVID, and so we've got uh, the, the great privilege to, to host the first Alberta Games after COVID as well, <laughs> which is uh, maybe part of the reason that, that they're back here again. We've got an amazing team, uh, many of which uh, were, were involved in, in putting the Summer Games on before the COVID shut down. Uh, and aside from that, we've, of course, in, in 2010, hosted the Canada Games and, and hosted the Arctic Games uh, on a number of occasions. So we've, we've hosted international and national events as well. Going back to that initial bid to host the event, what motivated Grand Prairie to bid to host these games? I think that it was uh, the fact that we knew that we could do it. We knew that we had so much success in 2018, and so there was a group of people supported by uh, our city council and the uh, the councils from both uh, the MD of Greenview and the, uh, the county. Um, they knew that it was an opportunity for us to say to uh, Alberta Sport, uh, we've got a team that's ready to hit the ground running. Uh, because of the way that the schedule worked coming out of COVID, we were actually uh, had a shorter runway only approximately 18 months uh, in order to put the games on. And so having the foundation of having just put the summer games on uh, gave us a, a great leg up, and we knew that we could do something that, uh, that could give these kids an amazing experience. How has planning and preparation gone here so far? Amazingly, amazingly, and mostly because we've got such an amazing group of, of uh, people and volunteers here in Grand Prairie. Uh, for a town of, a city of 70,000 people, um, it's incredible the, the level of uh, commitment and experience and motivation that people have to be able to put an event similar to one that might be put on in, in much bigger centers. What's this experience like for the kids? You know, competing provincially in a sports of their choice over the next four days, that has to be pretty exciting for them. You know, just you asking the question gave me goosebumps. And, and part of the reason uh, I can say that is that my kids have been through it, and I've been on that side as well as a coach. Uh, it's the Olympics for them, essentially, Ryan. This is uh, a situation where they get to march in uh, in their colors with their group. They get to uh, be a part of opening ceremonies with their friends and family watching. And, 
and to see a torch uh, carried in to light the the cauldron. Uh, they get to compete against other zones, not just in their own sport. And these are experienced athletes, most of them, and have competed at provincial and national levels. But a situation where it's a multi-sport game, where they can watch and cheer on fencing and synchronized swimming and judo, cross-country skiing and biathlon, it, it's pretty incredible for that. And and having been through it with my kids, I know that it creates a core memory that, that they still remember today, going on and, and competing um, even after the, these youth games in, in higher levels and college level and thing, they still remember back to those uh, those uh, Alberta games in the summer and the winter. It's it's amazing. Walk us through what uh, parents and fans can expect over the weekend. Uh, a, a lot of excitement. It looks like we're going to have some great weather for the outdoor games. Um, people across the city are, are ready for them. Uh, the accommodations at the schools for the athletes. I know local hotels and restaurants and transportation. We've got the support of uh, police services and RCMP and city council. So everybody's ready for, for open arms to welcome them. Uh, there's going to be 17 sports across uh, two and a half days uh, from uh, the, the ski hill in the south in the MD uh, uh, to the uh, Nordic uh, ski trails for biathlon and cross country to the Crosslink Center uh, in the county in the north end of our, the region for hockey. Um, they're going to be able to, to go and see people wrestle. They're going to see judo. Uh, they're going to see synchronized swimming, uh, uh, archery, things that they might never have been able to see before. They're going to see the best in the province competing. Uh, and they're going to see kids having fun, making friends, and, uh, and, and having the experience of a lifetime. And for many of these events, it's usually just a one-day event for their competitions. But for events like hockey, ringette, and curling, it'll really feel like a sprint over those four days of competition, won't it? I, I think so, for sure, yeah. Uh, it's going to be condensed, and it's going to be uh, uh, a lot of uh, stress and anxiety, I'm sure, at some points, uh, because they've got so many things uh, on top of each other spread over those four days. But the reality is this, uh, whether you're a skier uh, or and you've got two or three or four runs in a day or a speed skater uh, or even a hockey player with an, an hour and a half game, uh, the time that they spend competing is a very, very small part of the overall time that they're going to spend here. And, and hopefully the time that they have in between, cheering for their teammates and meeting people from other zones and, and uh, having fun at the food center and at the, the big entertainment event we have planned for them uh, on Sunday night, hopefully those are the things that really make the memories. I notice sports like volleyball, badminton, gymnastics, and uh, fencing make their way into the Winter Games roster. Maybe just explain why that's the case. I think uh, Alberta sport has a tough job to do to take a number of sports and figure out how do they split them between the two. And uh, what they probably do at the end of the day is uh, determine that there's a certain number of athletes that you can really accommodate at any center that hosts the games. And so they have made the decision to, you know, put basketball, for example, in the summer games and volleyball in the winter games. Uh, there are some winter sports clearly like biathlon, cross-country skiing, alpine and freestyle, speed skating, uh, that, uh, that are, are winter games. Uh, but then they take some of the other indoor sports, like even archery is going to be an indoor sport for us this time, uh, and, and put them in the winter. The Alberta Winter Games has certainly helped produce some tremendous athletes who hail from Alberta, so truly it is an opportunity to see some of the province's best. That's true. That's true. And, and uh, the reality is that there's been a number 
of athletes that move on from these Alberta games and maybe attend international events like the Arctic Winter Games for Team Alberta North, uh, go to nationals uh, in their own sport or Canada Games, and then eventually on to the Olympics and international competition and sometimes professional. So this is an amazing opportunity for people to see the very, very best in the province, and probably some of, of them will be the best in the country uh, competing in events that they otherwise wouldn't get to see. So we certainly encourage everybody to come out and try to see as many events as possible. For parents and fans who are coming to Grand Prairie to watch the action, what are some things they should keep in mind? Uh, I think that they have to have some patience. It's going to be uh, a busy weekend. Um, Plan their time. There's some incredible resources on the uh, website uh, that set out the schedules and locations and maps. Um, I would take some time to maybe check that out and plan their route for trying to see as much stuff uh, as possible. And uh, just plan to, to relax and have fun and roll with the punches because there's sure to be some things to come up that are hiccups, but uh, there's over 1,500 volunteers. They're doing their very, very best to make this an incredible event for everyone. So I would say have fun, say thank you lots to all the people who are putting their time to, to make this an incredible experience and, and enjoy Grand Prairie. It'll be an incredible weekend. I'm really glad you mentioned uh, over 1,500 volunteers helping with events. No doubt uh, any successful event uh, definitely needs uh, a good contingent of volunteers like that. It's true, and it's not all glamorous. We, we had dozens and dozens of people over the last uh, three nights um, giving up time and leaving work early to unload mats for mattresses for the athletes in the Athlete Village and uh, scrubbing them down with disinfectant and drying them and restacking them. So we've got that. We've got people who've been unloading frozen boxes of food into reefer units uh, over the last couple of days, people cleaning out uh, storage and, and uh, warming shacks at the ski hill. Um, so there's been a lot of work already, and there'll be a lot of smiling, happy people that are there to help in every way they, they can this weekend. And so uh, I certainly appreciate what we've got here. It's a hallmark of our community. It's part of why I love living here, and most people who come to the region stay. Uh, this is a giving community, and it's incredible to have. Mike Hussey, the chair of the 2024 Grand Prairie uh, Alberta Winter Games. Thank you so much for the time here today. I appreciate it. Good luck to all the athletes. Welcome to town, everyone, and uh, we're looking forward to a great weekend. Thanks, Ryan. We'll be back with more next on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today, Tanya Miller-Sove. She is the assistant director for Neralta Skating Club in Fort McMurray. Tanya, how are you doing here today? I'm doing great. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well as well. Uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it, Tanya. How many athletes from Neralta Skating Club will be taking part in the Alberta Winter Games coming up this weekend? We have two skaters uh, for Zone 7 participating in the Alberta Winter Games in Grand Prairie. We have Ava Casey and we have Isabella Shears. So how exciting is it to give those kids the opportunity to compete provincially in a format like this? Uh, very, very exciting because this is the first Alberta Winter Games since 2020. Um, so we are very excited to be sending um, two skaters and having a true Winter Games season with both Alberta Winter Games and the Arctic Winter Games. Um, so both girls are, are very excited. It's also both of their first times being in an Alberta Winter Games format. So um, they're looking forward to the weekend greatly. 
I know my sister participated in figure skating when I was a kid. I did not, so forgive me, but uh, I understand there are a number of different disciplines and events within figure skating. Would you be able to explain those? There are. Um, the girls that are competing this weekend will be doing uh, free skate, which is what most people commonly think of when they think of figure skating. They think of what they see on TV um, with the jumps and the spins and, and the skaters doing their programs. Uh, we also have um, the disciplines of dance and artistic and synchro. Um, we do not have skaters um, participating in categories of those disciplines um, as they're not at the Alberta Winter Games. Um, Alberta Winter Games is, is free skate for figure skating. And aside from the technical side of figure skating, these kids are athletes. You know, they spend a ton of time working on their uh, technique and their moves. Uh, maybe just touch on the prep that goes into competing an event like this. There is a, an, an incredibly extended long period of training, these girls um, and um, also male figure skaters as well. But the, the two girls going skate every day um, with the exception of, of Sundays. They skate multiple hours a day. They do um, their off-ice training. Um, some of the skaters that we have also are doing dance training, um, being ballet um, as well to just round out their, their skating because it is a performance sport. So um, when the skaters are skating their programs, that's an important part as well, along with the jumps and spins, which are always awe-inspiring, of course. Um, but they, they do have to be able to perform. They have to watch their nutrition um, and uh, as well as be prepared mentally as well for something that is completely different than their regular competition, um, any competitions in their regular season. I wanted to ask about that versatility. You mentioned, uh, you know, your athletes participating in ballet as well as figure skating. Uh, maybe just talk about those transferable skills and uh, how beneficial it is uh, in figure skating. Incredibly beneficial. Um, you know, they have the sport of figure skating has grown um, to be so incredibly demanding and uh, demanding on their bodies. So we're really trying to make sure that we are keeping them flexible, keeping them um, really avoiding injury. And the best way to do that is to have the best prepared, uh, you know, physical body to do the demanding things, the impact of the jumps, the, the things that, um, you know, the positions they're doing in their spins, things like that. They have to really take care of their bodies. And definitely anything outside of skating is going to, uh, you know, whether it's, whether it's dance or, or an off-ice class, a conditioning class, a yoga class, anything that we can do um, to help the skaters prepare uh, for their performance, um, we'll do it. Just looking at the Neralta Skating Club website, no shortage of experience among the staff, including yourself with uh, roughly 17 years of experience I uh, saw on the site. What made you want to get involved in coaching figure skating? Uh <laughs> My daughter was a figure skater, and um, so that's that's kind of how I got into it. I really didn't think that I would be um, coaching, but I do. I love the sport. Um, this year is my twentieth year um, coaching, and um, I've been to uh, both the Alberta Games and Arctic Games, and and I love the kids. They keep you young. 
um, coaching in general keeps you young and and active. Um, and I just I love the sport and I love passing on the the love of the sport that I have since I was six years old. So. I understand the Noralta Skating Club in Fort McMurray has been very successful in sending athletes to the Winter Games uh, over the years. We have, yes. Um, most games, most Alberta games, we've sent um, at least one athlete to the games, um, including the last one in 2020. I believe we had three three skaters attend the games um, at that time. And it's something that we're really proud of. We're proud that we get to take part in something so incredibly unique as a game situation. Um, different than anything that they'll compete in um, at their normal competitions, being that they're also dealing with um, travel and sleeping in a school and and uh, maybe not getting as much sleep as they as they normally would. So it it is a a bit different than their usual um, experience. And just the excitement, the excitement of being around other teams, having it be a team. Um, experience because figure skating is is very individual we're not usually um, other than synchronized skating we're not usually a team sport Um, so getting to be in a group is super special so why should families consider uh, figure skating or can skate uh, for their kids Um, I I do believe it's uh, part of you know, being in the north or really anywhere in Canada, uh, we are the uh, feeder club really for uh, people that want to start in ringette. If they want to start in hockey, um, they're, they've usually come through our pre-canskate and canskate classes. Um, every four weeks, we have any number of, um, you know, 300, 400 kids come through our doors. And I just, I I think it's, part of being Canadian it's part of especially being up north in Fort McMurray when you're wanting to keep your kids active and you're wanting to um, get them started into a sport and a healthy lifestyle skating definitely does that and it's always a challenge uh, never boring so I encourage everybody to learn to skate what does a typical season or year look like for the Noralta Skating Club in regards to length of time, our, our, we skate year-round. Um, our Learn to Skate programs, pre-can skate and can skate, skate September to June. And so the only time we do not have Learn to Skate programs is uh, July and August. And that's um, when the skaters that are competing at the higher levels are training through the summer as well to prepare for fall competitions. Yeah, I noticed uh, you also have some uh, athletes competing in Alaska this week as well. What could you tell me about that? We we do. Super exciting. We just had our staging night uh, the other night on Tuesday, and um, we do have three skaters attending uh, the Arctic Winter Games in Alaska. Um, it was last year in January, as you know, in Fort McMurray, um, which was exciting to have it at home as well. But anytime you can get into a games experience is really something super memorable. A lot of the times it's a, it's a once in a lifetime experience, um, and something that they remember forever. Where should people go if they want to learn more about the Neralta Skating Club? They can go to our website at neraltaskatingclub.ca. And they can also phone our registrar at 780-791-4674.
Tanya Miller-Solvay, the Assistant Director for Neralta Skating Club. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thanks, Ryan. After the break, we chat with Jen Ahern from the Knee 10 Judo Club on Fort McMurray Matters. And we're back on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today is Jen Ahern. She's the president of the Knee 10 Judo Club in Fort McMurray. Uh, Jen, how are you doing here today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to ask about uh, the Knee 10 Judo Club sending athletes to the Alberta Winter Games. Uh, How many athletes are you sending? This year we have five athletes going. That's got to be an exciting amount of uh, athletes attending a a provincial competition like this. Uh, How exciting is it to give those kids this opportunity? Oh, it's really awesome for us because it shows growth in our club. The last time we had an Alberta Winter Games, we sent one athlete. So this time to be able to send five and to be putting everybody on the road, going to Grand Prairie, it's just really exciting and it's really fun for our club to be growing like this. Forgive me, I've never taken part in judo or participated in it. Uh, Maybe just describe what it is for those who don't know. Yeah, judo is a martial art. It's actually one of the Olympic um, sports as well. And it's a combination of stand-up techniques and ground techniques. But what we really like about judo is that it doesn't involve striking techniques. So you won't find punching or kicking in judo. So, Jen, uh, how does a judo match uh, look, or uh, what does it look like? Well, you have two athletes, and they'll be wearing a special type of uniform, and we call that a gi. And so they will go towards each other and try to get a good grip so that they can throw each other. The goal would be to give them a nice clean throw, and then you win the match. But if that doesn't work and you end up on the ground, then you kind of wrestle and try to get them pinned down for a certain amount of time. And so uh, how have your five athletes, uh, you know, qualified for the Alberta Winter Games? Uh, Throughout the season, there's been several um, little qualifying events or camps that they've attended. Um, So they'll kind of meet their opponents ahead of time and try to prove their uh, worthiness to go to the games. And so our athletes have qualified now to go to that and... So they could end up facing some of the same people when they go to the games. Um, So we're really excited about that. And aside from the physical aspect of judo, I imagine there's a lot of learning that goes into the sport uh, like this as well. Yeah, there is for sure. Um, There's there's so many different ways that you can leverage your opponent's uh, body weight against them. Um, So it takes time to learn it, and there's uh, a lot of practice that goes into it, repetitive movement so that you really have that muscle memory. Um, But what we really like, too, about judo is that there's like a collection of values that go along with it. So we're not just learning about a sport, and we're not just trying to beat each other, but we're trying to be better people. Uh, We're trying to be part of something bigger. Uh, What drew you to participate and uh, get involved in judo? Well, it really started when my kids were little, and we wanted a martial art for them, and we really liked that there was no punching and kicking. So we went to the judo club to give it a try, and it was just instantly, the kids loved it. I enjoyed the other parents that were there, so I just started to kind of offer my time as a volunteer, and eventually that just... um, really meant that I was contributing to this sport that my kids were really liking. 
So then I kind of tried the sport myself, and I really liked it. And so we're just kind of a judo family now. <laughs> That's good to hear, uh, Jen. Uh, I understand uh, you know judo club here in uh, Fort McMurray uh, has been very successful sending athletes to the Winter Games in recent years. You mentioned the five this time around, but uh, you know in uh, past uh, Winter Games as well. Yeah, uh, we've sent athletes. Um, to the Winter Games, and especially being in Fort McMurray, we're so far away from competitions and stuff, so anytime we get anybody down the highway, it's a success for us. Are there any misconceptions people have about uh, judo, and how do those get addressed? Yeah, I think some misconceptions about judo, it's easy to mix them up with other martial arts if you're not really familiar with what those other martial arts all are. Um but what we do is to just try to promote our sport, encourage people to try it. We always have a free trial going on at the club. Um, we really just want everybody to have access to judo, so we try to make it affordable. Um, yeah, we just love the sport and want to encourage people to try it and see for themselves. Maybe tell us about uh, Ni Ten Judo Club. According to your guys' website, uh, you've moved into a new location. Oh my goodness, we're so happy about our new location. Um, we have new mats, we have a sprung floor now, and after years of operating out of school gymnasiums, we're really happy about our floor and our mats. Um, we're a very centralized location now, so downtown we feel like um, it's actually a nice quick drive to get there from wherever you might be in the city. Um, yeah, it's just been a long time coming. We've been bouncing around a little bit over the past few years, and it's really nice to have a new home. So why should families put their kids in judo? Oh, judo is just such a great overall sport, like full body workout. Um, but you're learning these values about respecting your opponent and being part of something like a team um, or a club. Um it's just the kids love it. They love engaging their full body. They love learning how to work around each other, um, tugging on each other's keys and wrestling on the floor. They're just so happy when they're on the mat. And uh, you mentioned uh, judo isn't just for kids either. Uh, you yourself uh, took adult <laughs> lessons as well. Uh, how can yeah. adults get involved? Uh, we have adult classes actually running Monday through Thursday during the week. So again, there's a free trial. There's no commitment. You can just come and try it out. Uh, we have a great group of adults right now, and everybody's just so nice and supportive. Everybody just wants a good workout and to learn a couple new skills. It's really the best. So what's a typical season or year look like for a judo club? Mm. Well, judo, we consider it to be a year-round sport. So, you know, we naturally get busy in September because school is starting and everybody's thinking about extracurricular. Um, and then right off the bat, our competitions kind of start. There's smaller competitions building towards some larger competitions after Christmas. So in about February, March, and April, we're really busy with our competition season. And then there's a provincial tournament that kind of like doesn't quite finish out the year. It may be the last or second last competition that we'll try to get to by June. And then our programming in the summer, we try to have something going on at least for those 
kids and adults that just need to keep going through the summer so that they don't lose any of their progress or their momentum and that kind of thing. So, yeah, we're kind of operating 24-7-365. For folks interested in getting their kids or even themselves involved in judo, how can they do so? Well, the best way would be to check out our website, and then all of our contact info is in there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so we are always ready to take an email, so send us an email and find out more, and just come see us at the club at 8112 Fraser Avenue. Jenna Hearn, the president of the Knee 10 Judo Club in Fort McMurray. Anything else you'd like to add here today? I'm just so grateful that you thought to reach out to us because we are very excited to be sharing judo in Fort McMurray and representing at the Alberta Winter Games. Well, we're excited to have you on Fort McMurray Matters here today, Jen. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, too. That does it for our show today. A big thanks to my guests for joining the program with the holiday coming up on Monday. We will see you again on Tuesday next week here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have yourself a great weekend.